Welcome to Mail Pattern Radness, the podcast. Now, now you're shredding with the big dogs. Hello, welcome again, everyone. We're uh, so happy to be back with you again. I'm Ryan. I'm Brandon. I'm Ryan. I'm Brandon. That's right, folks. We did introduce ourselves twice today, uh, several times in the history of our uh, illustrious podcast career. We forget to introduce ourselves uh, in the very beginning, and so we usually at the end remember, and then we introduce ourselves at the end, but then the whole time you're just wondering if um, we're just one dude throwing our voice one way. We sound like two people, don't you think? Yeah. Okay. All right, well, I mean, as long as you can tell. Anyway... Uh, so we all want to, uh, excuse me, we, we both want to congratulate all of you on being award winners for listening to this show. So, uh, congratulations on being award winners and thank you once again for all of the, uh, fan mail we've been getting for all of the, uh, yeah, it's been overwhelming and we appreciate it and we love the hate mail too. Yeah, that's right. Any, 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 any opinion we welcome. So. You can email us, but it's better to, to uh, just, uh, you know, put something in the mail with our name on it, and it'll yeah. get to us. It yeah, doesn't need right. an address. To Brandon and Ryan, like, we do accept gifts, and it, it should come to us, but we do move around a lot. Uh, we had to leave, a, kind of big news, we had to leave our, our last residence. Uh, if you guys have been checking in with us, we were last when we last left you, we were living in the Beaver Dam. It was a Beaver Mega Dam. Thousands of beavers. We had a big, sweet lair. We were getting it all set up again. We had getting all our artwork uh, mounted. Yeah, that's and, right. Uh, we had electricity worked out and everything, but a, a big storm came through, destroyed the whole beaver, the whole mega dam, and, and our headquarters just got flooded out. Uh, many of our friends and close companions were washed away farther downriver than anyone has ever been. Like, no one, like, they're just gone. We, we still have, have never seen them, but we walked down the river and we did find some of our former companions. Uh, many of them have formed smaller beaver dams and colonies mm -hmm. down at different points of the river. Uh, we did try to stay in one for a little while. It was too small. Uh, it had a bunch of weird, stupid, specific rules, like don't eat the colony's entire storage of beaver food all at once. Uh, we couldn't deal with that, so we, we moved on. Yep, moved right along. And uh, It wasn't long before we noticed that different small colonies of beavers that were once brothers, they all shared the same den in the same, same dam, beaver. Right. We lived in a beaver dam, not a beaver den. Right, right. Someday, that'd be cool to live in a den, though, like a maybe... Like a real den or animals. a beaver den? Like a, a viper's den. Whoa. But I don't know. That is the coolest it just depends. of all I don't know, dens. Yeah, if they'll be as friendly as the beavers. But they were all scattered around, and they were, they were at war with each other, fighting for this land and resources, and we saw it getting ugly. We saw this. It could be the big one. This could be Beaver War Three. So we had Beaver to get War Three. Yeah, we had to get Jesus out. Jesus Christ! Uh, before before the, the shit really went down. Yeah, very very scary stuff, folks. That's not what place we wanted to be in any way. Yeah, I mean that Beaver Dam was like such a great place to be for a little while, but I mean uh, I guess I just fell apart. So so you move on, and uh, now we got a new headquarters all set up. We've scouted it out, and now we're all set up. That's right. We're we're basically uh, you know how toilet paper was at a premium for a little while. It was hard to find because of uh, the pandemic and such. Oh yeah. So I was wiping so, with ice cubes. <laughs> wipe cubes. Those are pretty <laughs> gross. Uh, it's the frozen bidet. Wow, uh, that, you might be onto something there. I've never heard of that, but uh, 
Ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't hear ice cubes to wipe, uh, that's a possibility if once again the numbers spike and that for some reason people start hoarding tissue, which is yeah. anything is possible, now we know. Yeah. Anything go with that frozen all. bidet. So go with the frozen bidet. So anyway, not to digress, our, our new headquarters is... Uh, they restocked all the toilet paper so much so that there is a bunch of room. So what we did is we hollowed out a huge area underneath all the toilet paper. Yeah, if you've ever been to Costco, it's a huge wall of toilet paper. Now it's double the size, and we were able to hollow out a big uh, den of hard. I guess we do kind of live in a toilet paper den now. From yeah, the, from the dam to the den. Yeah, that's right. And it's a, it's a great little spot. Uh, we have electricity, of course. Uh, the way that we have electricity is right now uh, we're actually producing electricity right now because we're both on exercise bikes. Yeah, we're in, we're in Costco, so we go out at night and we kind of take advantage. We might borrow a couple things that we're totally going to put back. And we borrowed a couple exercise bikes, some jumper cables, and a car battery, and we hooked it all up. And that's how we are recording this right now. We're that's right. Generating our own electricity, going green. Yep, and we're we've been pedaling steady the whole time. We'll continue pedaling, uh, and hopefully it's not too noisy. I can't really tell. Uh, hopefully you guys can't hear the pedaling that's going on underneath the uh, table here, which is uh, again an exercise bike. So, yeah, our uh, our place before the Beaver Dam, we were uh, chilling in our our sewer layer, and uh, I mean that all fell apart because we got caught stealing power from the famous footwear. Right. So we didn't want to run into that problem again, just running an extension cord out, because it's just like a line straight back to your base. So we figured it figured out a new solution with uh, these these exercise bikes, right? Generators. You've got to adapt to survive. That's meal power. Yeah, I mean, we're going to get this podcast out, and we're not going to be stopped. That's right. There's no way. So we essentially are able to keep ourselves sustained as far as food needs go by visiting the sample ladies now when we say we borrow things that have, once again we will put back sometimes we borrow different clothes and we're able to uh disguise ourselves so well that we can go out amongst the sample ladies and get several different helpings of samples while never be detected yeah we gotta go around multiple multiple trips to get us through the day and uh i mean we we know how to hit those samples right we just we go to the clothes section and get as much Kirkland, different Kirkland clothes we have. We have a bunch of like different uh, outfits and personas that we have that right. uh, we use. With it. And we're really starting to, to get to know the, the sample ladies, but it's weird because I know them as five different people. Right, so you really know them. I like do, and I know them from over. different angles because you know and some so people I. act differently around different people, and I try to give each character a little bit different vibe because... I mean, I don't, this is a sweet gig. I don't want to mess it up. Right. Yeah, you invest in your character. That's that's called method acting. That's great. Marlon Brando would be proud of you. But yeah, I mean, but these sample uh, people just show you different sides of them and you uh, approach them from different angles as different characters. Right. But they're really nice. I mean, uh, I always take two samples no matter which character I'm playing because in this whole point, we knew we're trying to get some lunch. Yeah, exactly. And since they're cool with us, we always get ex extra helping. So that's going really well. Uh, we don't see any reason it's going to stop again. The guilt is a little bit hard to deal with, but uh, again, you got a man's got to eat. Yeah. So uh, we're getting close with it with them, but it's, we can't not talk to them. You know, they're right? Nice, they're nice people. Exactly. 
Well, that's our story as far as uh, the the new lair goes. Uh, so we're at a Costco, um, and it's uh, it's going really good. Uh, again, we are going to return anything we, we take, and if we do uh, get groceries of any kind, we do purchase them. Yeah, except for the samples. We're not borrowing those. We're eating right. those, but, I mean, those are free. Right, exactly, yeah. And the bathrooms are pretty good at this place, too, so we... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're keep in this Costco clean. Yeah, it's very nice. And All right. That, so uh, coming up next for the later in the show, we have an amazing preview review. We haven't done one of those in a while. Uh, right, absolutely. It's a great movie. You're going to really enjoy hearing about the preview for it. And, uh, you know, exactly how it went over uh, in the year that it came out. Uh, and then you're just going to find out a lot uh, about what is considered to be even by himself, Sylvester Stallone's very worst movie. <laughs> so that's coming up next. But for right now, we are gonna we are gonna throw another segment at you. Uh, this is one of our favorites. It's a it's a returning segment that we like to do. It's a little uh, advice bit called Dear Radness. Dun, 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 dun. Dear Radness. Excellent. That's right. So Dear Radness is basically where we take an old book from 1983. Uh, and uh, it's an advice book uh, for Dear Abby, who was a famous columnist back in the 1970s and 80s. Now, what we're doing is we're taking the, the problems that are written into Dear Abby uh, and we're answering them with our own answers, like today answers, because we've got the benefit of all these extra decades yeah. now. Yeah, these point. questions are almost 40 years old, so most of them are probably resolved in one way or another. Right. But, I mean... Things keep repeating, and a lot of people will have these same problems today. I mean, and that's the point of an advice column is that, like, not exactly. one person is having this problem. They're universal in a lot of ways. But no uh, matter, you'll, you'll find a lot of uh, parallels even with life today in this book. But the way uh, Dear Abby came to prominence uh, was actually answering questions from someone else's advice column. Like, I, I could do better than that. And uh, like we've said before, we don't think we could do better, but we just have, like, a... A stranger viewpoint and I mean this is 1983 now it's 2020 so yeah we've got a lot to say so once again this is called Dear Radness and Ryan's gonna go ahead with the very first letter that was written to us now this is something that we've been doing for a few different episodes now and uh, it's been going over really well got a lot of positive responses so uh, anybody that wants to write in uh, they can definitely write in. Uh, stay tuned to the end of the show, and we'll give you our email address. Uh, it's like a little special prize at the end. And now, Dear Radness. All right, took me a second to find it. I got it, ready to go. This says, Dear Radness, when I was a young girl, I had to cut across the cow pasture to get to school. A couple of cows chased me once, making those terrible mooing noises, and I have been terrified of cows ever since. I've been married a short time, and lately have been having horrible nightmares about these cows and I discovered that my husband's snoring brought back the memory of those pursuing cows. We have a very small apartment so I can't go into another bedroom to sleep. How does a wife sleep with a husband who snores? Signed, Exhausted in Toronto. Oh, okay. So someone uh, north of the border writing in. Good to have you. Yeah, and I mean this is uh, snoring is a common problem with partners uh, but the first part of the problem is not something a uh, that I've heard of specifically of being uh, accosted by cows. I mean, I know bulls can be very aggressive, 
Right. But uh, I mean, also we're kind of uh, urban dwellers, so we don't come across cows as much in our neighborhood. So maybe it's just something that uh, you know. I don't know how to protect yourself from a charging cow, <laughs> but maybe uh, we could help you. I mean, deal with this problem, and we'd say you know. Gr- Grab the bull by the horns on this one. So exhausted in Toronto, what we advise you to do is to think about this cow. Picture it in your head that accosted you. I know it's hard. I know it's a scarring, uh, traumatic experience. But I want you to imagine this cow, and it's going aggressively. And I know, I know this is not pleasant for you. But this is we're going to get you through this. We're going to we're holding your hand. Imagine that you're holding our hands in just a, a very supportive way. This cow's... Alright, now imagine that cow opened its mouth and it's not making a cow sound. It's making a cat sound. The cow now opens its mouth and it goes... Now the cow's opening its mouth again. It, it sounds like a goat. Your problems are over. Now think of the the cow again. Is it mooing? Is it making a different combination of of animal noises? I don't think it's mooing anymore, right? It just opened its mouth again. Oh, listen to that. See, it could be anything. You, it could be, it could be the relaxing sounds of any of those farm animals that you just heard. Now, in my opinion, I think it'd be really nice if you just completely immersed yourself in this entire situation and decided to accept it into your life rather than reject it. And so uh, my advice is to go on YouTube and find uh, 16 hours of snoring. Uh, it's called Snorathon, 1999. And so uh, it is a little bit old. The snoring hasn't improved or decreased since 1989. It's still the same exact sounding. Uh, and all animals snore, so we're not sure which animal this is actually. So all you got to do is listen to that in your headphones for 16 hours a day, and you will be 100% immune to all Snoring. Yeah, just when you're at the grocery store or at the bank, just like to pop your earbuds in. And, I mean, you're going to be superhuman. That's right. Yeah, you're going to be able to resist any sound. Uh, and then you're going to sleep so much more soundly. It's going to be incredible. So that is our advice to you. I think there's plenty there for you to consider. I think that accepting it into your life is the only... Right now we want to do a little uh, shout-out to our... Uh, to one of our sponsors, we want to say thank you for uh, for promoting us in your rinks and on your packages. Uh, ice cakes, ice skates. Now, what ice cakes are are rice cakes that are uh, reconstituted to become ice skates, and those ice skates can carry you as far as you ever need to go. Now, rice cakes were once thought of a very, as a very healthy item, and they taste like crap, but people would subject themselves to them because they thought that they were healthy. Because they're mostly air, really, so you're not really getting anything out of them. So anyway, the rice cakes have uh, been sitting on the shelves for literal months, years at a time. No one's buying them anymore, Ryan. They're, they're not exactly the most delicious treat. And so 
they're being repositioned, repropositioned, repurposed. That's the word I'm looking for. They're being repurposed. So once again, thanks for thanks for sending in some cash. Thanks for promoting the podcast, uh, and we really appreciate it. Once again, ice cakes, ice skates, and now back to your regularly scheduled dear Radness. Dear Radness. I am employed at a very large convalescent home. Pretty sure that's a retirement home. Mm-hmm. One of the elderly residents here lost her dentures, so with a pillowcase in hand, she crept into the rooms of the other occupants while they were sleeping and picked up every piece of false teeth from the water glasses. She then returned to her room and tried each set until she found one that fit her. Then she sneakily returned the sets of teeth into any water glass. The next morning, everyone was walking around the place with overbites and underslung jaws, complaining bitterly that their dentures didn't fit. How do you straighten out this mess? Or must we buy new dentures for 100 residents? Signed, Denture Dilemma. All right, well, here's my take on it, Ryan. And this is pretty cut and dry. Uh, Denture sniffing dogs. So the concept behind this idea... I think I read about those. Yeah, it's basically that these dogs can smell the difference between any any sort of saliva. And so it would be very easy to, to have three, maybe four of these denture-smelling dogs uh, just head right into the convalescent home and, uh, and sniff out all the dentures, and everybody can uh, have all their dentures returned to them in somewhat relatively uh, healthy shape. And that's that, really. It's not any more simple or any more complicated than that Ryan I think that's the simplest easiest way and it's a technology that wasn't available in 1983 but uh, dogs have come a long way since then and I think that this is a I think this is a simple and effective solution I have uh, read about those uh, denture sniffing dogs I know it, it is an experimental program so it may right. or may not work and like I said uh, they didn't have this in in 1983 but we are, we're giving advice for now I hope the denture sniffing dogs work. I do, but in case they don't, uh, I have a backup plan. And I mean, this is more extreme measures. So yeah, try the denture sniffing dogs first. And if that doesn't work, you need to call up uh, Dr. George Mandible. He's a gum, gum enhancement and reconstruction surgeon, uh, best in the business. Yeah. And you, right. I mean, it's uh, it's not going to be the cheapest way to do it, but I think it's going to be the best solution for for you and your residents uh, and he's just going to have to reshape uh, each resident's gums to fit uh, the dentures that they have so okay yeah, I see. if they're not working for them they can get this this cosmetic surgery to, to shape their gums to the dentures that they have and i think that right. solves this problem pretty pretty well and i mean no one's going to be left out okay you don't have to leave it to the chance of, of dogs all right well i can see your point on your side of it and i see my point as well i think they're both really good solutions so uh, you know, it's up for you to decide. Yeah, and if uh, you don't want to, can't afford those, or don't want to do either of those, you could just like uh, only serve soft food. That's right, applesauce. Yeah, for the remainder of their stay there, yeah, applesauce, mashed potatoes, uh, like maybe some mashed squash or something. Uh, Jello. Mm-hmm. Oh, and there's this uh, product called the the Jellinator. Oh yeah, the and it's kind of like it looks like a microwave, but you put anything in it and it turns it into a Jello. Yeah, exactly. The gelatinator, uh, one of the one of the most exciting new inventions that I've heard of in a long time. Yeah, so uh, you you look into that if uh, the the denture sniffing dogs don't work or the the gum enhancement surgery is uh, just out of the ballpark. <laughs> exactly. 
Well, uh, what else do we have? We have, uh, well, we wanted to tell you guys a little something about ourselves, and this is just kind of wrapping it up here. Uh, we are what you would call a grandpires, okay? Uh, Grandpire is a grandfather of someone who was bitten to be a vampire, and then that person has kids, and then we're grandpires. No, uh, you bite someone that becomes a vampire, oh, right. and then that person makes someone else into a vampire. Right. So then you're their grandpire. That's what I was saying, right? Oh, you said they have kids. But yeah, I guess oh. that's how vampires have kids. You're correct. That's how they procreate. They yeah, just do it in a different way. Bite. Yeah, they, they don't have yeah. sex. They, they, they bite. They just bite someone else. Wow. Yeah. We just miscommunicated. So, That's yeah, interesting. We're, we're on the same page. We're finding out a lot about vampires, just discussing it, actually. So, grandpires, that's us. We're uh, multi-award-winning grandpires. I kind of like that. Yeah. All right, everybody. Well, that uh, closes us out for this segment. I hope you enjoyed it, and stay tuned once again for our next installment of Preview Reviews. Preview Reviews. Where we review previews. Hey everybody, glad to have you. This is another episode of Preview Reviews, where we review uh, not the whole movie, just the preview for the movie. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of times it's uh, the best part of some of the movies we've been watching. Exactly right. We, we don't want to devote... Usually, this movie that we're going to be featuring is 1 minute and 28 minutes long. Which is far, far too much time to devote to... One hour, 28 minutes. One hour, 28 minutes. It's too, it's too long to devote to this movie, yeah. which is... Uh, it is the 1992 clunker, Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, featuring Sylvester Stallone and Estelle Getty of Golden Girls fame. Yeah, uh, uh, I, I saw this movie, I think, on VHS. I remember uh, renting it because it's one that probably... You know, parents watch with their kids. I probably watch this with my parents on VHS. Yeah. Uh, I don't really remember too much of it, except for the synopsis, you know, that he's like a tough cop, and his mom comes in to stay with him and then get into all sorts of crimes, but she ends up, like, he resents her at first, but she ends up saving him, and it's like fish out of water, this old lady in urban L.A. Yeah, exactly. Involved in solving crimes. Yeah, that's a great synopsis of the movie. Uh so that, that's what we have here, folks. It's a synopsis of the movie there for you. Now, Sylvester Stallone plays Sergeant Dr Joe Bomowski. And uh, his mother is played by Estelle Getty, as we said. Her name is Tootie Bomowski. And uh, the only other notable character that uh, had any sort of career after this, after this uh, movie, Ryan, was Ving Rhames, who played a mysterious character referred to as Mr. Stereo yeah. on IMDb. Yeah, it was one of his early breakthrough roles, maybe. That guy's awesome. Yeah, Ving Rhames, he did some cool stuff. And yeah, Stallone, I mean, uh, people make fun of this movie, but he's doing just fine. He did great after this. Yeah, I mean, this movie made $70.6 million, and the budget for it was only forty-five. So, as much as people say it didn't do well, it made almost double yeah. what, the, what the invested money was to it. Yeah, I'll take $35 million. When the invested money was to it? That doesn't make sense. Okay, so... Uh, the quote that I like that I read about this movie is... 
His ass was the grass, and I was the lawnmower. And that's that's by Tootie Bomowski. Yeah. So, the movie is also directed by John Roger Spottiswood. And uh, this guy actually did quite a few movies. He did uh, James Bond, Tomorrow Never Dies. Uh, he did 48 Hours. He directed that one. That's the uh, yeah. Eddie Murphy, Thank Nick Nolte movie. Awesome, awesome movie. And then another 48 Hours, I guess, he wrote on, didn't direct that one. But he did direct uh, one of our movies that we will be reviewing the preview for soon. Uh, the smash 1980s hit, Turner and Hooch, featuring Tom Hanks and uh, Hooch. So, I don't know what that dog's name is. I would, I get, do you think Hooch is really that dog's name? No, I think it's a stage name. Stage name. Yeah, I do know that Lassie was really a boy. Wait, really? Yeah, I mean, there's probably multiple Lassies, but I heard that. I don't know if that's true. Always? I'm pretty sure. Um, I mean, there's got to have been multiple Lassies, but... I just there definitely that. was multiple Lassies. I heard that. I just remember that being like something that, as a kid, growing up, I found out. I'm like, whoa, that was a weird thing that I was yeah. like to him about. But. Yeah, man, I don't know. I, I don't remember Lassie too good. I watched him with Nick at night. Yeah, it's a good dog actor. Can, yeah. Know. I mean, Lassie probably set the bar for other actors that followed, like, particularly Airbud. I mean, look how many sequels that guy had. Dude, successful career right there for Airbud. Now, back to this movie, guys. Uh, we'd like to thank you once again for joining us, and we are going to get right into it. This is the trailer or the, uh, the preview, if you will, of the PG-13 romp, Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Here we go. Here it is, folks. This is a Green Man trailer, all audiences. We're going to narrate this for you so that you don't have to watch it. Now, here we go. Here, here's a guy up on Jelly, the ledge. Just and uh, there's a news team. Sylvester Stallone is arriving on, on scene. And uh, somehow he made it all the way into the building from one cut to another. Yeah. The fast stair climber. I think the guy jumping is probably really feeling guilty about all that denim he's wearing. Yeah, I was just going to say that is a lot of denim. Full denim pants and jacket. Yeah. Super early 90s, though. He's right. Yeah, he's wearing his, uh, he's wearing it tucked in. Back when tucked in was okay. Oh, wow. This is great. Getting all up in the suicide rescue. That's right. Estelle Getty, wow. She's trying to play the hero here, and it looks like it's working. She's describing how wonderful Sylvester Stallone, her son, is. See, I think this plot could be a great drama if she did that and he jumped and the rest of the movie is her dealing. Here it is! Oh, here it is. Stallone's naked in the shower. The required Sylvester Stallone nudity scene. Yeah, his mom's walking in on him shaving. Shaving in the shower, butt naked, more or less. Man, she's wearing a pretty, she's wearing some great jogging suits. He's holding her little old lady dog. Yeah, look at that. Her glasses, excellent, very nice. She's got good taste for her old lady. She's cleaning his gun with steel wool in the distance. Dishwater? Oh, his bullet clip was full of water, dishwater. That's terrible. You bought a machine gun off the back of a van? It is! <laughs> Stop. Well, my mom will shoot. 
Oh boy. Man, this looks so stupid and great. Oh boy. Now he's yelling at them trying to get the people to get his mom off the megaphone. And the kid goes inside and he's the suicidal one now. Now everybody on the bottom thinks he's about to jump. Oh, irony. Wow. That was one. All right. I mean, now that was a, a great preview. But it I'm really so glad was. we didn't have to watch the whole movie. It really was a great preview uh, for a, a lot of reasons. And guys, and you're welcome. We could have made this a whole separate podcast, like hour and a half watch along of Stopping My Mom Will Shoot. Right. We could have watched the whole thing and probably had a good time, but we're merciful. Right. We're sparing you all the hours that you would have spent uh, re-watching this movie over and over because, you you know, I mean, it's hard to get the natural gist of it. And that's what these preview reviews are all about. It's a magical thing. Uh, Ryan, is, am I right or wrong in, in, my, uh, in my reading that Estelle Getty was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress for this role? For this? Is that true? No, no, I don't know. I was asking you. I mean, that would be really surprising if Stop My Mom or She was nominated for an Academy Award. The Academy Award nominated but, Stop My Mom Will Shoot. That's, that would be pretty crazy. I mean, she deserved a, she deserved something for this. Yeah. Hopefully uh, she didn't steal the win from uh, Mr. Miyagi because I know he was nominated. Oh, yeah, that's true. But he's not nominated in Best Actress, though. Oh, yes, yeah. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. Yeah. All right. Uh, oh, uh, you should uh, tell the story about uh, oh, right. Arnold Schwarzenegger totally uh, hornswoggled Sylvester Stallone into being in this movie, apparently. And it's something that was probably a rumor around Hollywood for a long time, but we actually, before this, just watched a clip of Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, plainly telling Jimmy Kimmel, he was on Jimmy Kimmel, just plainly laying out the story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was totally crazy. Uh and the, basically, the story goes like this. So, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger got the script for Stop Her, My Mom Will Shoot. The studio gave it to him. He read it. He said, this is a piece of shit. I'm not doing it. Um, yeah, and he had already had a couple successful comedy twins and Kindergarten Cops, so it made sense for pitching that to him. And Arnold, Sylvester Sloan probably saw that. Right. He was jealous of those comedy movies. Like, I want to get into that, you know. Uh, show, show off his range and... And Sylvester, or uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger also explained that, you know, back then, it, you know, now it's a friendly rivalry, but back then it was like a rivalry rivalry in that they were just constantly in competition for who could have the biggest numbers for movies and spend the most money and have the biggest guns. And he's like, by the end, we were carrying like helicopter guns and tank guns because <laughs> we were just yeah. trying to outdo each other. So they were, had a true rivalry. And uh, so it's... So, he gets the call, gets the script, it's a piece of crap, and then uh, Sylvester Stallone gets the script and calls Arnold. Says, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think I should do, do with this script? And then basically, uh, he's like, I, I liked it, and I think I'm going to do it. And so as soon as that happened, Sylvester Stallone went straight to the studio and was like, I don't care what it takes, i got to be in this movie. Only because he thought that Arnold was going to do it, and... The whole time Arnold was just messing around because he didn't want to do this. He ended up doing Last Action Hero uh, the year after this, so I'm sure that not doing this, he he was doing the Last Action Hero, which is uh, it's a pretty solid one. I enjoyed watching it in the theater when I went. All right, so now we're gonna watch a clip of Stopping My Mom Will Shoot, 1992. It's called the Breakfast Scene. It's 
see what oh, Here we are. We're set up here. Back to the shower yeah. scene again here. What did I always tell you? Now she's getting lectured at the table. This table's a commercial. We got milk, Nestle Quick, Cocoa Puffs. There's a lot of grapes. There's muffins. There's bagels. Strawberries. Honey. Big Cocoa mom breakfast. Puffs. Wow. Why is he so sad about that big breakfast? Looks like he had a bloody nose for some reason. I don't know. Maybe no, he looks like he cut himself shaving. Oh. Maybe that was. Oh, but because his mom walked in him on the shower while he was shaving and he oh. cut himself. Oh. Oh, there he does have some depth. There we go. That's pretty nice. I thought maybe it was from maybe Sylvester Stallone was doing coke in between the scenes. I don't know if he was. Do I don't know if he did coke. I mean, he he was famous in the '70s, so maybe. Yeah, and that shower scene reminded me that I heard that he calls his ball balls Rocky Three because they're uneven and jagged, and apparently there's three of them. That's uh, yeah. I mean, that's what I've heard too. Here we go. So it looks like uh, somebody who's on stakeout with him, his friend, his partner came out, brought him a strawberry milk. Oh, is that, oh no, no it's Pepto Bismol. Pepto Bismol. I was going to say it's strawberry quick because quick is obviously right. a paper to be made. The Nesquik. Yeah. Ooh, that was a good mm. breakfast sandwich. His what partner's eating a, oh, and that's a burger. Yeah, he's just eating a burger right in front Ooh, of his That's face. hard to eat a burger and a take. Man, he probably ate like 40 burgers to make this. Yeah, you're right. Film this take. The cool part of it was though he got the first bite of every single burger, and that's always the best. Right? That's always the best bite. Two bites, throw that thing away, fresh Ooh. burger. Yeah, yeah, but you're right. So he probably eat a lot of hamburgers. Yeah, I heard Estelle Getty ate all the leftover hamburgers, and like no one was making her, but she voluntarily. <laughs> Man, Sylvester Stallone is slugging through this. He does not look serious wow. in any way. Well, well, he's sick. He's, he's trying, trying to pretend he's, he's trying to pretend he's sick and upset, and oh, his yo. face is wooden. Breakfast is supposed to be the most important meal of the day. You would not believe this guy acted in Rocky. He is Thanks. terrible. Well, this is a weird clip mm -hmm. to feature. Yeah, so, it's a really long, boring conversation this is between one of the, the most two exciting guys. Clips. We didn't get anything out of that. I don't even All know right. what they were discussing, Ryan. Do yeah. you? No, I mean we were kind of talking over them, but. I guess we saw at the beginning where, I mean, we got a lot out of the, the fact that he cut himself shaving because she walked in on him while he was right. in the shower, obviously naked, while shaving, and then he freaked out, and he's just like... Cut, he cut himself on the face, yeah. 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 He's like, you know Rocky Three is shy. <laughs> All right, we got one more clip. Uh, hopefully this one will be a little more exciting. It's called The Plane Scene. All right, here we go. I mean, The Plane Scene sounds more exciting than The Breakfast Scene to me. We're looking at Sylvester Stallone here. He's wearing some nice jeans with a tucked-in button-up shirt. He's doing surveillance. Yeah, with his badge. This wow. Flying that, out. It's gonna, they're going to see the sparkle shirt. from his badge for sure. Yeah, he's he's got binoculars. He's standing behind this old dilapidated plane. He yeah. drives this van. Looks like it's coming from a faraway destination. That's a creepy van. Got a forklift. So he's at a junkyard of some sort, and they're moving around boxes. Oh, boxes. That looks like weapons. Weapons create weapons. Could be weapons, could be drugs, could be any sort of illegal oh, bounty. Weapon crates, like that. Bazookas and AKs. Yeah, that's nice. I mean, that's cool that... He's trying to stop it. Him and his that's mom. cool that, yeah, it's cool that he's, he's there trying to put a stop to this. You can't just let ordinary people have guns like that. I don't know what ordinary really would be, but still. So now he's calling in backup because he knows something is going down. He's wearing some super nice tight jeans. I mean, in 1992, a lot of people were wearing them baggy. Yeah. 
Not Stallone. Stallone kept with the 80s style but wearing him cuffed. But I guess a cop's not going to be wearing baggy jeans in 1992. Right, you're right, yeah. He wouldn't like that. Now here comes the creepy van. Oh! Oh, it's a still Getty driving the... His mom's in the van. The Chester and now van. she's being held up by a guy with a giant gun. Giant gun and black t-shirt. Oh, she's got her dog in her bag. She's being drugged into the hideout. I don't know if they know who she is yet or anything. Has he seen us that his mom is there yet? Uh, now he oh, sees her right there now. He sees her. Yep. Out at the airfield. Oh, he's surprised. <laughs> he's very excitedly. Is Adam's apple just jumping high? Yeah. 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 That's a giant Adam's apple. Yeah, it really Think he works is. it out? I wonder, man. I <laughs> I don't have an Adam's apple like that. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't know. Here comes the plane. Oh my god, they're abducting her onto yeah, this weird, air, weird airplane. And it's taking off. Oh my god, so let's just go. He's, he's racing it. after this plane. He's chasing it on foot. Here he goes, here he goes. He's running his ass off. Now he's just. Now he's getting into this big red semi. I don't know what he thinks he's doing. Oh, he's chasing down this plane. He's not going to let them take his mom. Oh my god, look at this. It's a plane to truck standoff. Are you kidding me? Huh. So stop her, my mom will shoot. I feel like she has a plan because oh why did she just drive that weird van like right into the bad guys? <laughs> the shot of the the shot of the truck really uh, reminded me of Terminator 2. Which did come right before this movie and was a big hit obviously. Oh! Playing chicken and he so that's just a long turn, you wouldn't love the I plane. can't believe he signed up to do this movie. And he had to lose the game of chicken right there. Yeah. Yeah, that seems very unsly-like, doesn't it? I think that would be in his contract. Now he's trying to catch up to the plane. If there's a game of chicken, I win. <laughs> That's right, and over the top he was like that for sure. Alright, here we go. Alright, now driving. he's wrecking into the plane. He's, he's driving out. into the plane, so he's trying to ruin the wings so the plane can't take off. Uh oh, no, he's taking out the landing gear, tire to tire. Needs a Mac, Mad Max. Uh, there we go. It's like caps. grease. It's like grease, yeah. He's cutting into the side of the tire. Here, oh. now the airplane tire's on fire and it's gone. Airplane tire I fire. I don't know if they're going to be able to take off or not. Oh my god. Oh, now the propeller's shredding the hood of the semi. It's taking so up the engine. Is That's pretty cool. Destroying this plane right now, yeah. <laughs> He's not getting out. Oh, there's blood all over his windshield from someone who probably fell into that. Oh my god, what? Or is that oil? It has to be oil. Oh, because the propeller took up all the dent in the semi and there's oil all over the windshield. That's it. That plane ain't going nowhere. That plane is grounded. Wow. Alright, well that was way better than the breakfast scene. That was pretty goddamn exciting if you ask me. Yeah, I mean. Oh, cool. Imagine if we had to make a movie and they're like, alright, now we're going to make propeller airplane plane propeller go into a chop into a semi-truck engine. Like, yeah. Right, guys, I'm going to stand over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do my own stunt. I wonder if he did his own stunt on that one. It was probably CGI, but it looked pretty real. Uh, it's 1992. It was I don't think it would, it would be CGI, but I mean, he probably wasn't there, but maybe they ran a propeller right. into a semi with a camera. <laughs> I mean, that's... Really doing stuff like that's probably where a lot of that 45 million went, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's that a, scene right there, that was probably like <laughs> 23 million. 24, 25 million. <laughs> yep. 
Well, that's Sylvester Stallone looking yeah. like, uh, I think, 1992. I think that comes after he did Rocky V, which was obviously a, a big box office bomb uh, after, of course, the success of Rocky Three and Four. I like uh, I like Rocky Five. I think Rocky Five is good too. People are always really hard on it, and it's it's not bad at all. Yeah. And I think the fight at the end is cool. I grew up at a just the right age, where like I was like kind of a similar age as this kid. Like when that movie came out. Oh, okay. I remember his kid was getting bullied, and he, like this kid wanted to learn to fight from him, but he was too busy teaching Tommy Gunn. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and then at the end of the movie, he realizes that his son is way more important than some other dumb, wayward boxer that came along. And so, uh, it's all right. They basically the movie forgives him right away because he's just Rocky and he's a dummy, you know. But that's okay. We love him, and we love him in this movie uh, a little less, maybe. I, I can't say for the whole movie. But Ryan, what do you think? Do you, do um, you think you watched this? No, I mean, I, I'm so glad that we watched the preview. Yeah, I really had a good time doing that and these clips but I'm so glad that I didn't watch the whole movie uh, so yeah I mean I'd say I would give it like three out of seven stars three out of seven okay yeah I got an eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes so just <laughs> as a preview I'm not saying it's a movie because I don't I see. the whole movie right. but, so I guess that about wraps it up that was our preview review of Stop or My Mom Will Shoot and also we got a little uh, mini movie review of the full movie of Rocky Five. That's right. You did get a little tiny bit of that one. That was a pretty good one. Bonus. That's pretty cool. I'm glad that you like that movie. Too many people are haters on Rocky Five, and I feel like it's not that bad. Yeah, it's fine. It's great. All right. There we go. I can't say it's the best Rocky, but it's a great movie. Right. It is excellent. Okay. Right. That was that. Mail Pattern Radness, signing off. Let's do the next thing. We are back. We have some more great stuff to tell you about. Uh, I actually wanted to tell you about some of our uh, favorite things that we've just found out recently. Uh, these aren't specifically sponsors of some of them. Like might have been like kind of like companies we found out about them being sponsors in the past, but they're right. not paying for any of this. This is just stuff we really thought was cool and we liked. And we wanted to tell you about. Okay, cool. Yeah, and this is a segment we like to call Rad Things. Now, Ryan, let me ask you a question. Do you like cats? Yeah, I like cats. They're great. And so, like, if you could improve a cat by just doing one thing to it, what do you? What would that be? Um, I don't know. Maybe make them like a little bit more friendly. But I guess then they wouldn't be a cat anymore. Right. Well, I mean physically. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Well, listen. I've got your answer already for you here, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, you know Fancy Beast? Yeah, They Fancy create Beast. lots of uh, amazing, incredible, innovative uh, things for cats. Yeah. Now, the last thing that they have engineered, uh, especially for cats, is a delicious and nutritious additive that you put in your cat food, and it's called Cantlers. Cantlers? What's that? Cantlers essentially... Let your cats grow antlers after they eat the additive in their food. In yeah, their food. so you just put in a little bit of every meal and then exactly. mix it in. And how long does it take for them to grow the cantlers? It doesn't take too long, maybe two weeks. Yeah. They got two full. weeks. 
every uh, every meal you've got to stay on top of it you know if you miss a day you're, you're gonna miss an antler you're right that's something cats are missing they don't have antlers they really you know I mean how great will it be to see them on their hind legs just kind of playing with each other batting with their paws and locking antlers together yeah something um, I, did, I didn't know the world needed but I, now that I know that it exists I think that I'm glad that it does right so new cantlers everybody that's a that's a great uh, new product we'd like you to try out oh yeah and then, uh, also we have uh, hollow notes oh hollows and notes cereal notes. that's right and cereal Halls mix and it and uh it's uh, kind of what it sounds like. It's Hall's uh, menthol cough drops with oat bran cereal. That's right, all mixed together. Mentholatum and cereal. I mean, it's 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 amazing. It's you know there's yeah. there's a touch of honey in the oats, and uh, and then of course you get all the other flavors that you need from the menthol Hall's cough drops. Yeah, because I mean some people take cough drops like if you have a cough, like yeah, this could be great for your ailment. But some people just like instead of having candy, just like pop a cough drop here and there, you know. Exactly. So it's okay. There's nothing wrong with like recreationally having a cough, some cough drops. Agreed. Hall's and oats style. That's right, Halls and Oats. A delicious start to every morning. A delicious breakfast for you to share. Uh, this is a great all-ages cereal, and it cuts down on sugar. You're not giving your kids sugary marshmallows. You're not giving them uh, frosted anything. These yeah. are these are mentholatum cough drops. They're only 13 calories each. Yeah, I mean. And they taste delicious. Oats, so it's high in fiber. Exactly. This is a can't-miss cereal, and again, it's from our friends over at Cereal Mix-It's. They're always creating new strains of cereals mixed together for you to try, and uh, on, this is taking it a little bit, a uh, little bit on the high road. They're doing a little bit something different here by putting out their own product, and this is the first of a, a few, hopefully, line of many great cereal mix it original products, sort of like Netflix originals. This is a cereal mix it original. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna stock up a few boxes just in case you know it sells out. But I, I know I'm covered. We're right. covered. Exactly. And uh, next up, uh, we have, like, a lot of people like, ask us about, uh, like, what's our uh, moisturizing re re regimen? Because they like to ask us why our, our skin is so nice. Glowing, really. Yes. Yeah. So a lot of people are like, well, first they'll say, Brandon, Ryan, you're, you're glowing. Like, what do you do? And, like, we used to keep it a big secret. Right. And like to tell a lot of people because uh, we're, it's, we have... We have a method, but we have a limited amount of, of this product that we use. And it's actually something that we make that we're going to sell a limited batch of. Right, and we don't want to just keep it to ourselves. I mean, because it is really the most incredible skincare system you've ever seen. Yeah. But we can only really create a run of about a thousand jars of this cream. Yeah, when it's gone, it's gone. So, But I mean, a little bit goes a long way. And this is called, ladies and gentlemen, male pattern radness, rad cream. Rad cream. That's right. And the effective ingredient in rad cream, everyone, the effective, infective, that's definitely not what I wanted <laughs> to say. The effective ingredient, Ryan, stem cells. Human stem cells. That's right. From yours and mine, Brandon and Ryan's umbilical cords. Yeah. So when we were born separately, like about five years apart. Right. Our moms just happened to uh, save the umbilical cord. That's something some people do. We weren't involved in that decision, but we're adults, and 
and our parent, our mom still had them. So we took those and they, we took them to a lab and they, I don't know what they do, like they blended them up together and then right. mixed it together with this special blend of other moisturizers and creams and salves to make it spreadable and also to make it last, as you know, because when it's gone, it's gone. Right, exactly. Got to stretch it out to the max. But that's it, guys. Definitely. That's our secret. We've been using it for years, and it's absolutely monumentally uh, perfect in terms yeah. of what it will do, turning around any any sort of problem skin, even if you have perfect skin already. It keep the be streak better, going. Better than perfect. That's right. It can be better than perfect. And in this world, what's better than perfect? Male pattern redness, rad cream. Yeah. Get yourself some peace of mind and some glowing, beautiful epidermis. That's right, with new male pattern redness rad cream. Yeah, and uh, I mean, there are other stem cell creams out on the market. I mean, it's all the rage at the, in Hollywood. But mm -hmm. these are like really special stem cells. These are our stem cells. We took these, these into the lab ourselves. We walked them in. So you know that it's real, and you know that it, you yeah. can be guaranteed that these are real stem cells from human beings that you know and, and like. The yeah. company of yeah. So the first couple products, I mean, those were other companies, just stuff we like, and this is uh, our product, but it's something that we really like and use every day. Right, we believe in it because it is our product, but we're also not just pulling your chain. It really does work. Yeah. So uh, ask your local dealer because That's right. uh, it's not sold on store shelves, but a lot of like uh, black market like uh, like weed dealers will just have it. You know. Black market weed dealers, yeah, and you gotta support those guys because the dispensaries are out there. Those guys are losing customers left yeah, and right to make, people who have cards. Make sure it has our wax seal on it, our unbroken wax rad seal. That's right. You don't want any problems with safety. Yeah, and yeah, and you don't want any counterfeit uh, rad cream because uh, I'm sure there are some out there, and you know, it's yeah, not, that's not the good stuff. It might cost half as much, but. What if it's someone else's umbilical cords? Probably is. I mean, we can't guarantee that. Yeah. We don't know. They could be fake umbilical cords. They could like be. They could fake. be rat umbilical cords. Oh my God! Could you imagine putting that on your skin? <laughs> uh, I can't. I don't think it's a good idea at all. I use rad cream. All right, everybody. Well, that wraps it up for this episode of Male Patent Radis, the podcast. I have been Brandon. I'm Ryan. And we'd love to thank you for joining us for another adventure on the ridiculous Alps of life. Stop or my mom will podcast. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Have a lovely whatever it is right now for you. Motherfucking titty sucking two ball skeleton theory. <laughs>